Welcome to another Acoustic Alternatives. We're in Grove Studios in Ypsilanti, a place that uh, if you're in a band and you're looking for a place to get out of your garage and get into the studio, not annoy your neighbors, which is something I tagline myself. I don't think Grove says that. But I think that's the most important part about the uh, working here at Grove or doing your band practice at Grove. Your neighbors are going to like you a little bit better, I think. <laughs> and it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out better for all. In fact, my guest today on the podcast has used the studio for a practice session yes. before. Annie Caps is here. Hello, Annie. Hi, John. It's good to see you. Can you move a little closer to the microphone? Because when you're singing, we can hear you just fine. But when you're talking, it's a little farther away. So anyway, um, new album out. Yeah. It actually technically came out last year, but it's really Mm. just available to the rest of the world now. Yeah. Yeah. Timing is everything, isn't it? Right. Right. So I hired a a producer, uh, God, a PR team that wanted to kick the release off. So we started the new year with a whole campaign and it's getting spread around the world right now and they seem to really love this album over in the UK. That is awesome. So. <laughs> we can get to that in our discussion. Yes. <laughs> the new album's called How Can I Say This? Would you like to start with a song? I think you should. I think why not? And since you mentioned it, yeah, I'm going to play the title track. Can I say a little bit about this? Uh, sure. So, um, the you know the whole album called how can i say this but this song in particular um was inspired by a haiku by my friend jenny benneman who if you get a chance to look her up we'll spell her name in the liner notes but um she writes haiku and she asks her friends to write a song inspired by them and uh, this was inspired by a rather oh i don't know a codependent ish kind of haiku And this is me breaking up with all the voices in my head. I love you more than I ever can say But I need you to leave me alone It's not you, it's me, goes the dreaded cliché Bending your will to my own How can I say this without breaking your heart? You are the voice I've been holding on to Now I need you to leave me alone Losing myself in this longing for you My power has been overthrown How can I say this Without breaking your heart How can I say this without breaking your heart? I just need to know what it feels like. I need to know what it feels like without you under my skin. Attached to my trembling bones You are a part of my anatomy But I need you to leave me alone How can I say this Without breaking your heart How can I say this Without breaking your heart 
devoid of fireflies And I need you to leave me alone How can I say this without breaking your heart? Please let me say this without breaking your heart How can I say I love you more than I ever can say But I need you to leave me alone A song I'm glad that is not about me <laughs> As far as I know Or my husband <laughs> Or your husband, Rod <laughs> We lovely, make that very clear Lovely man <laughs> How can I say this? The title track for Manny Caps' yeah. newest record uh, quote, songs about reckoning with choices and relationships that shape who we become. Yeah. That's a pretty good summary of what's going on on this record. Yeah. And I know it's also described as life events coming to the surface. Is this inspired at all? I mean, I know part of it's because you were in lockdown like the rest of us, but yeah. the Me Too movement, is that does that play into this at all? You know, it wasn't intentional. And I'm not necessarily an intentional writer anyway. Like, songs happen to me, I think more than and you know I do my work after they start to happen and I want to clean up for craft purposes I suppose but you know so often I'm writing a song and I'm not really sure where I'm headed with it but over the pandemic I definitely had kind of those opportunities to be more deliberate in the way I write and with song assignments and prompts um, so I love songwriting angels that hmm. showed up with you know Jan Christ our friend who is an amazing songwriter and mentor to me was hosting some uh, online songwriting retreats and yeah we we learn to dig a little bit deeper I mean I like to think I tackle some good subject matter and I'm not afraid of going deep but this one was definitely letting down a lot of guards and you know going after tough subjects I think yes so. and that's okay to do yeah it's honest yeah exactly I needed it to be yeah yeah good timing for that yeah eight studio recordings later is this your first venture without Rod on a record yeah Wow. Yeah. Can you believe that? No. I mean, <laughs> it seems even, like he might have been solo at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even, you know, the Yellow Room Gang that I'm yeah. fortunate to be part of this great group of songwriters, you know, I, that was my first sort of playing by myself without Rod, you know, mm -hmm. in opportunities. And even on that record, those records that we made, Rod came in to accompany me. I was just too like, no, I don't want to play by myself. You like him too much. <laughs> I like him too. Well, you know, who wouldn't play with him? He's sickeningly talented it's true right when was the last time you did an actual solo show and i know the shows coming up aren't solo shows because yeah. you've got a lot of friends joining. yeah there. um well i have done several songwriter in the round kind of things okay. where i play by myself um i have did an opening set for lyndon thoburn at the arc i played by myself but it is really a completely different beast and i want to do more of it just because i feel like it would be a scary thing that I want to, you know, a hurdle yeah. in my life. So Something to tackle. Yeah, I've done it, just not in a big way. Well, yeah. shows coming up that support the new record, how yeah. can I say this? We'll show mm. that to the camera, are happening okay. on th uh, Thursday, March 9th. This is the one that happens in Kalamazoo at the Clover Room. It's uh, mm. Annie and her band of badass women also playing the Crooked Tree Art Center in Petoskey, Friday, March 10th. 
March 11th, the one that's closest to the location we're at today, the Trinity House in Livonia, a great place to see a show, love that home, and an Annie and Rodcap show coming up as well on March 19th at the Michigan Theater Yeah, Jackson. Did you see that lineup? I did not. Who else is on that line? Well, gosh. Okay, so now I'm now going to put me on the spot. But Haywood Banks oh, for starters. Yes, that's fun right there. <laughs> um, who we're fortunate to you know call a friend, but like this is the first time we've ever played a show together. Hmm. You know, he's way up here, and we're you know not. And um, Jennifer Westwood, mm-hmm. um, who I've heard so much about, and I'm really excited. Um, I I want to say the other fella is Steve. Taylor. Taylor. He's, yeah, a, I was he's, say he's one Taylor. of the future guests on the podcast. Oh, excellent. Good. I'm looking forward to hearing. These are folks that I've not, I mean, other than, you know, Haywood Banks. I, Haywood was on the podcast in December. Awesome. His oh, Christmas I album. saw. That's right. <laughs> I did peek into that one. Excellent. So there you go. Yeah. So the badass women shows that are coming up, who will be playing with you at those? Okay, so we've got a core band that is Carolyn Keeble, drummer from Kalamazoo, who's also on the album. Um, Talisha Williams, bass player of um, One Half of Wild Ponies. Um, she's also on the album. She's coming up to play this upright bass. Caitlin uh, Coral, who I have yet to meet in person, but who I've heard so much about, is a, a badass woman from Rochester, Michigan. She's playing bass, electric bass. And Annie Bacon will be singing with me, Faye Burns. Um, is playing guitar and Corey Summers another Kalamazoo gal amazing violin and Emily Slomovitz will appear as a guest Jennifer Buer an Ipsy girl is Mm going to be singing and Judy Inslee will be joining me and Robin Lee Berry up north so yeah a big depending on where we are we may have special guests and then there's opening acts you know the shows Mm -hmm. so the Keynote Sisters will be opening up north and they're divine you should check not that, seen them live, but yeah. I have heard the recording. Yeah, so yes, yeah. Jill Jill Jack's been pushing them on me for a yeah, while. Yeah, <laughs> they're just adorable. And then uh, Michelle Peters okay. is going to be opening in Kalamazoo. So yeah, that's a pretty impressive lineup. And you didn't even mention like I'm looking at the 40 women who contributed to the project, <laughs> and I made little notes of all the people that I've met in person or know a little bit. So you got Sav and Katie from the Accidentals, oh, Jill yeah. Jack, Mallory Graham from Rough and Tumble, yep. Aaron Zindel from the Ragwords, Christy yep. Davis, Anne Heaton, Tracy Grammer. I don't know, but I mean I know her a little bit. Amy mm. Petty, uh, which to me having Amy Petty sing background on your album is like having Adele singing background on your record. I know. And I can pick her voice out on the song. She's the very right. very end of the song. Like right? that's Amy's voice. Yep. An old friend from high school as well. C.J. Milroy. Yes. I, I remember when she was Carrie Bentley. <laughs> Back when, uh, you know, oh her, my her, gosh, her brother okay. and I are the same age. And I haven't seen her in a decade, probably. So yeah. those are all the people that like, just partial list of people contributed to the yep. record. And pretty much an all-woman project on this one, isn't it? Yep, it is, 100%. There's over 40 women on this record. And 20 of them are on that one song, mm-hmm. right? I had tried to mix it up as much as possible. But, yeah, there's women from California to Nashville to um, Toronto, <laughs> you know, Illinois, of course, around here. Where else? I'm missing places. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Heather Pearson is a, me- a piano. Um, anyway, it's there's too many. I'm going to forget them yes. all. But, yeah. Pick I'm up the record and read gobsmacked. the liner notes. But, like, even playing that song, John, like, I'm playing the title track. And if you listen to the album, it's just lush. And that's all Sav and Katie. They're mm-hmm. string arrangements. Oh, yeah. They're great. Incredible. In fact, the next song I want to play is another one that they played on. They were the first ones that I reached one of the first ones I reached out to and you know I've gotten to know them just not only are they amazingly talented but they're just incredible human beings they really are you, you actually you almost like got to my next question without me asking it yeah. first first to help last to contribute yeah so who was first to help accidentals well first to help came in um yep 
I think Sam and Katie were the first that I reached out to, um, and they were pretty quick. That's the other thing. If you need studio work, and they're super amazing. So all you artists out there, I think Sam was just promoting that. I can't recommend them more highly. Um, and the last one in, oh, gosh, this is going to be, I'm going to say it's probably, it, it was either Amy. Uh, yeah, I think it was Amy. Okay. And, like, how, like, gorgeous is that? That little trailing yeah. voice like when yes. she sent me her part it was like how can i use this and i just through it at the end yeah perfect that song was a bit of work to mix <laughs> we're talking about crowded by the way so <laughs> <laughs> yes the album's doing very well in the folk charts already you've got yeah. reviews from the netherlands italy france belgium england i mean <laughs> yeah. i have a lot of local music friends but none of them ever talk about having reviews in other countries how do you do that i'm just laughing because i've yet to get a review from a stateside what uh laurie St- well i've got laurie stratton a- yes uh, i've got laurie stratton yeah she did a great really 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 nice interview but um I've got a promoter that we worked with on our last album, the last album Rod and I did together, uh, When They Fall, and I just somehow came across this guy. He promoted Ben Bedford and mm-hmm. Danny Schmidt and people that we know, and thought, okay, well, let's check him out. And he got us a ton of radio play over there that was above and beyond kind of Carrie Estrin is my stateside, mm-hmm. you know, badass woman promoter. <laughs> and I, the reason I was okay going with, um, the gentleman's name is Grant. It's Grant and Deb Jones. So, okay. you know, there's a woman involved there. But, yeah, publicists are whew, pricey and yes. hard to come by. There you go. Yeah, so. Well, we're going to go back in time and talk about your past after playing other songs. So okay. grab your electric. All right. We'll talk about uh, a younger a younger you. I'm very excited that there's that I'm the first electric guitar in the studio. Here, I John. believe you. I can't think of an electric guitar that's actually <laughs> bothered to try and come in. But. I mean, you know, it's a... It's an electric guitar of sorts, but you know, that sort of hollow body. This is from the 50s somewhere. I need to learn more about this guitar. (laughs) But this is, I think, one of the shortest songs on the record. It's called Dirty Little Secret. little secret 
to the grave We don't have to worry Cause on our headstone They've written herein lies The loving daughter, wife, sister and friend Who led a beautiful life Dirty little secret Dirty little secret Dirty little secret That worked very well as a solo piece <laughs> Dirty little secret Oh my gosh, but you know I'm hearing all those gorgeous strings in my head And well, the course. harmony vocals But yeah, but of course No, this is where, how they were written though, right? So Originally, yes and you know it's okay to strip them down that way and let I, us feel what they felt like exactly, for you exactly exactly yeah so uh, Chelsea Michigan is your home these days you're probably the second most well known person behind Jeff Daniels who lives <laughs> in Chelsea I mean internationally known now that you're getting reviews all over the world right uh, where'd you grow up mm. Well, I grew up in the Detroit area, but you know this area. I was born and raised in a little burb called Beverly Hills, oh, yeah. right? So just 12 mile in Lasser mm-hmm. between that area and, and just outside of Detroit. Went to grade school in Southfield and high school in Birmingham. An all-girls school, you know, 12 years in uniforms. Hmm. And um, yeah, I led a very privileged but not spoiled, you know, life. <laughs> well, those areas are a little bit more affluent than other parts of town. Yeah, so in, yeah. in that in that regards, yes. I mean, your house was probably nicer than many of the houses that uh, yeah. I grew up in Warren. You know, some parts of Warren are nice and some parts are South Warren, which are crappy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> 12 yeah. Mile and Shaner. So not, not too far from you, really, if you just went I know that area well. Yeah. We used to, like, when I was in high school, I used to love to go up to the bars on the east side because, you know, I don't know if you remember... Um, the main act mm-hmm. or like the studio lounge we would go to a lot more in, right? Because, yep. you know, a different kind of music that I was into back then. I so. used to DJ 89X nights at the Ritz and Lipsticks. And the Ritz. And the Ritz, yes. of course. Yes. How can you forget the Ritz? Yes, right. <laughs> own, they own Lipsticks as well, same people. Anyway, um, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Metro Detroit area girl, influenced yeah. by the sounds of the area. Who were, who were you listening to? Sure. Um, you know, that's a good question because, you know, locally – you know, we would talk about the Ritz and like when I was in high school, we were, you know, chasing around like Bittersweet Alley and Toby Red and, you know, those guys were um, pretty hot. Um, but they were covering Aerosmith and Joe Jackson. And, you know, we were I was listening to in my high school years, I was listening to more rock. Um, but I'm a huge Elton John fan. And I think my earliest singer-songwriter world is Carole King and James Taylor and Jim Croce and um, so yeah my sister came home with an Aerosmith album and all, all the rest was history for a while and then you know I moved here um, there's a lot of sorted stories in between there you know the drummer and yada yada and then Rod and I <laughs> and then we lived here and um, I knew about the arc but I hadn't you know hadn't really experienced it much in fact my sister was going when it was you know you bring your own booze in a paper bag because like right you need to be a member but she we finally went and I started volunteering we lived a couple miles away and I mean my life changed 
Is you that know, why the, you chose folk music? Because I think I, I really, because I was playing a cover band and we were covering Sheryl Crow and Lana Morissette and, you know, Jewel. I was into the singer-songwriter girls and I was starting to play the guitar again and I was starting to really get interested in writing. And um, Ani DeFranco was a big, you know, impetus okay. for that too. I just was like, oh, I want to do that. Like the way she did it. Right. I mean, I had played guitar when I was young, but I didn't really stick with it well enough, you know, and I was writing really crappy songs when I was to whatever nobody wants to hear those but so i didn't really dive into that writing but i uh, jar williams jonathan brooke sean colvin you know right the the river Mm -hmm. i was working a day job and i was writing songs like you know that you know that alt tab thing you can do on a computer to Mm -hmm. change your screen so my boss wasn't looking so (laughs) half my albums were written that way the earlier ones (laughs) let's call your old boss that's right it's all right she knows My gateway drug to the modern folk world was Indigo Girls because oh, yeah. the, the harmonies reminded me of Simon Garfunkel, which was part of like my youth, the eight-track player in my mom's car. We had greatest hits, and that yeah. was like one of the main things I heard all the time. Yeah. And when I heard Indigo Girls, there was something familiar about those that mm. style of harmony. And for me, it's like, what is this? Yeah. And that kind of opened the door, and then Dar, and yeah, all that yeah. stuff too, for sure. Oh, absolutely. And the river was very helpful because Andalisi programmed that at the time and was giving us a good taste of what we were missing. For so. sure. So there we go. I guess we had pretty similar yeah. paths because I, I mean, Bittersweet Alley, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that WLLZ's like local yeah. rock show stuff was really like, oh, this is great stuff. So yes, sounds yeah. like we could have we could have easily been friends in high school. I know I might be a little <laughs> older than you though, but we're not going to talk no, about that. No, not too much. I don't <laughs> think so. I'm young. I'm younger than you think. No, You're younger anyway. than I think. <laughs> no, I don't think so. We'll talk about that later. Uh, so. You've done a lot of things around the music scene since you started writing songs at 11, apparently, <laughs> according to a bio I read somewhere along the way. Yeah. Um, your uh, <laughs> accomplishments around town include 18 different occurrences of the My Folky Valentine show. Whoa. All of those at the Ark? Yeah. Every single one of them. So yeah. those who don't know what the My Folky Valentine show is, here in the uh, Ann Arbor Ipsy area, we're blessed with a show that features married couples either on or near Valentine's Day. Yeah. And always uh, kind of cornerstone by you and rod yeah well it started out you know the same couples for the first five years um we it was john and cj the milroys mm-hmm. and jan christ and alan finkbeiner were the first like that was the first one we had decided to do it and then um we did the same show i think we invited two more couples the next year um and then just i mean john and cj stopped um performing out and i figured that was a good opportunity to kind of like change things up a little bit, Mix right? Mix in a new group. Why not? And yeah. so then each year was like, you know, we've brought a lot of the same couples back over the years, but, you know, I don't want to talk about the couples that are no longer couples <laughs> that we had because there's far too many of them. Yeah, but well, <laughs> yeah. what are you going to do? Like, great. So like, I don't know, are we a jinx? But no, we just had a really lovely show. Yeah. With the aforementioned Jenny Benneman and Robin Benneman and Ruth and Max Bloomquist, who were long overdue guests. Yeah. Dave and Christy, I think have Dave done and it. Christy have done it yeah. a few times and gosh, um I mean the list, don't get me no, make me think. It's just kind of a cool thing. Nobody yeah. else is really doing that and I and I admire that you started a tradition. That's that's something to be uh, you know, put that on the resume. I started a tradition in it, the Ann Arbor area. I really love that. There are kind of regular shows that happen, you know, that you can always count on. Yeah. And yeah, we've got people. There was some a couple in the audience who had met at a Folky Valentine ten years ago. See, got married shortly after that, and they were older couple too. So it was just a, yeah, that just was so win. cool. There's several that celebrate anniversaries, and because Valentine's Day is a popular day to propose to somebody, right, and get married, and so mm. there's a lot of that. Yeah, 
Your other accomplishments include a career in graphic design. Are you still doing that? A little bit. I actually have quit the graphic, this quote-unquote graphic design piece of it, but I'm doing websites now. Okay. In fact, I just got a new web client I'm really excited about. I hope it's probably okay to do this because they don't mind me promoting it. The Echoes of Pink Floyd. They're a Pink Floyd tribute band out of, like, the, well, I guess out of the west side of the state, but... Oh, I can't wait to go see that show. Mm, They're doing cool. some really exciting ones. But yeah, I did Wilson Thicket's website recently. Nice. And these guys saw that. So I don't want to get too much work, but I'll take a few. <laughs> well, when you meet Steve Taylor, when you do a show with him, oh, yes. he needs a website. Does he though? Yeah, because I was asking in, in advance of the interview we're doing next. You're going, send me to your website. I don't have one. Wait a minute. <laughs> You've got like five albums out. You're up for Detroit Music Awards. You don't have a website. Get Dude. Him, get him a website. Yeah. Help him out. So... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you're also part of the Folk Alliance Region Midwest. Mm. Tell me about your involvement with that. Farm, okay. as it's also yes, known. also known as Farm. Yeah, um, Farm came into my life back in 2006. Our lives, I should say, and um, they're a, a the re- a Midwest region of the International Folk Alliance. There's regions all around the country that are smaller than this big, huge conglomerate that is, you know, thousands of artists and venues and mostly artists looking for gigs and. Anyway, um, it's a, we put on an annual conference, usually in the Midwest, and I've been involved with them for a while. I recently, most recently, as their conference director for the last five years or so, um, been focusing on that job, and um, I just actually retired. So I passed the torch on to a really wonderful, younger, and um, uh, energetic uh, conference director called Ellen Stanley, oh, also yeah. known as Mother Banjo, and just very promoter. Um, for it's sure. going to be great, and the board is incredible. It's the organization has grown from you know a conference of sixty people to over three hundred, and it's a really great place for artists, certainly artists from the Midwest who um, are looking to break out of their neighborhoods, you know, and want to be exposed to um, possible gigs elsewhere, and. Certainly a great place for people who are looking for acts to book. Some of those people yeah. listen to this podcast. How can they find out about yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, farmfolk.org. Farm. F-A-R-M. Yes. Farmfolk.org. Yeah. Okay. Farm is a really unfortunate acronym because people say, going to farm. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. We get, we, get, we get farm organizations inquiring with us once in Yes. A while. We don't do sheep or cows right. or horses. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Another accomplishment is that, did you and Rod start the On the Track series or just you? Well, I mean, I don't want to take any, you know, credit away from him, but I dragged him into that. Yes, for sure. <laughs> like, it's not something that, it is definitely something that I wanted to do, but he's been with me since day one. Um, and, Talk about that. Yeah. Well, the concert series is, it was designed for, for me to expose people in our neck of the woods to amazing singer-songwriters. I'm such a, uh, you know, I'm in love with people who write great songs. And, you know, it's my series, so I get to decide whose songs I like. And there's never enough shows for me to book everybody that I would want to book. But, I mean, we've had 10 years now. I mean, we had a couple quiet years during COVID, but... Everything was quiet. We're on our 10th season, and we're picking up steam again. It took us a little bit to get our legs moving, but it's at the Chelsea Depot, uh, the first Wednesday of the month from September through May, um, and coming up tomorrow, Ann Heaton, 
and Mike Ward will be opening the show. That only and counts if this was live, but yes. Yes. Oh, coming up on May 1st, Wednesday. Right. Sorry about March that. March 1st. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. Anyways, the next month, we have a songwriter in the round with a bunch of artists you will know and love. Um, Sam Robbins, Lyndon Thoburn, and Darcy Wilkins from the West Side of the State. And then our May show season finale is going to be an evening with Sons of the Never Wrong, oh, who cool. are incredible. So, you yeah. Felt, oddly, you said picking up steam. You didn't catch the irony that you're right next to the railroad tracks. Oh, ah, nice. <laughs> yes. So it's, in the, it's right at the depot in Chelsea near the railroad tracks. It's a cool little space. Yeah. I've been to it several times. So yeah. folks who have not checked it out, Google on the tracks, Chelsea, and you'll be able to find yeah. it, I'm sure, pretty easy. Yeah. So yeah. besides, we've already talked about your like success <laughs> outside of the the country yeah. where outside in the united states in michigan are you most well received as a performer because oh wow. you guys have toured around right yeah you know the chicago area has been really good to us um we've we've played there often enough now that we've started to develop a bit of a following in that neck of the woods and you know we've been down to indianapolis in our kind of immediate like this tri-state area um but honestly we haven't done it's been probably 10 years since we've done an awful lot of touring beyond just our little this midwest um we would really love to get back out to california and out east certainly um we try to go down to florida once in a while but every artist wants to go down there in january and february it's (laughs) It's like it's a very crowded space but um yeah we're hoping to get back out there and do a bit more touring but you know, we're Rod and I just stepped into the studio and we're making a new record. You're ahead of me on questions again, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm not going to wait. Just tell me about that. Yeah, we're just like, well, again, with the pandemic, I had a lot of songs. And that batch of songs needed to be what they were there. But this batch of songs. Oh, every, look, it's the oh, train. Oh, the train. I love the train. But yeah, every single, you know, like every month I was writing a song and then some. So I had, you know another dozen or so songs that needed a place to go and they're super fun it's a complete you know completely different than this record and it's very um upbeat and energetic and rocking and we've got the same team again jason denny ozzy andrews and mike shimon on drums and we'll probably bring in some guests only this time they will be women Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's going to be a little bit of a mix but yeah back to yeah, super fun. We're excited about that. We're gonna we've got a show at the Ark on June twenty second. Okay, that will be the CD release. Very good. No pressure. We no pressure. I know we really have to get it done. It's like I'm keeping you from that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when you're writing songs, is it easier to write fact or fiction songs for you? Oh wow. Oh, completely factual. I can't. I tried this sort of sto- storytelling, and I still like the storytelling, but it has to come from a place of what I know you know my knowledge my um, what your heart can say what I've experienced and I've certainly done that observational songwriting where like you know I mean I got a couple of songs that I'm really proud of that were me putting myself in somebody else's shoes you know and wondering what that would be like and um, but you know I've I'm in that place right now where I'm feeling like drawn to write just honestly right just me and it turns out people actually can relate to that stuff what i know other because, people have experienced what you right <laughs> i know that's what i just like of course they want to hear it because so long it just feels like such a self-indulgent thing that we do you know just especially if you're i mean there's 
amazing people who write really great kind of political and social conscious and great protest songs. And, you know, there's a way to do that. And it's something that I only sort of dance around the surface. I write, you know, try to come at things from a different side rather than in your face and express my own kind of um, philosophies, I suppose. I like my poignant little ponderings line, you know, when we talk about the style of music because, you know, we've been called poignant, I guess. And, you know, that's what I do. I think about the world and I think about a lot of different things. And, you know, my heart is very empath empathic. Like I, f I feel things deeply. So, yeah. yeah. Very good. We're going to talk more about the new record, but you've got a guitar and I think it would be sensible for you to play it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. What song are you going to do next? Do pro I'm gonna do a this is kind of a love song, but I think I'm gonna play the it's the second to last cut on the album, and this whole album I've called a love letter to my younger self, but this one is kind of moved past that younger self and kind of more current day and where I'm at right now, and I feel like I'm a very grateful human being um, in a lot of ways. I've got a wonderful husband and a awesome place where I live and um, I'm very fortunate but I'm also there's I'm just I'm a I'm a person who's kind of always yearning for something and I'm I'm always looking over there is there something else you know mm -hmm. not that I want to go look for yeah so I'm happy I'm happy like it balances between city and country you know I said we live where we live right now we're surrounded by trees I live in the country it's beautiful and I love it out there and the city is noisy and noisy but I'm kind of still have one foot in the city even though I love where I'm at right now so let's turn the volume up Here's my turn, this is me Second driveway on the right Just before the curve They don't ever plow this road You might want to take it slowly Welcome to my world Remember Monday's little glimpse of spring it woke the bees, and now the hives are all covered up in snow. February's fickle that way, I am too. You know firsthand how long I take to let things go. And you ask me if I ever miss the city, and I'll tell you. Sometimes do You see that gravel pit across the road It used to be alive Now those boys are out of work I feel bad for them, I do But I like the quiet Until the neighbor's shotgun fire takes me out of my comfort and you ask me if i ever miss the city and 
paint the stars I swear the moon's a million times bigger out here It's where I untangle every knot I'm tied up in And let the whole damn world disappear Soon will be the time for planting Maybe this year I can finally grow that little garden. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But just look at all the green. Can you believe this is my backyard? So don't ask me if I ever miss the city. Cause I'll tell you still sometimes do Annie Caps is my guest on Acoustic Alternatives at Grove Studios in Ypsilanti, a spot that uh, we mentioned earlier is great for podcasting, which I'm doing obviously now, uh, band practice, which is going to be happening in about 10 minutes down the hall, <laughs> or if you're a DJ, actually, you can also practice your, your skills here. There's a couple of rooms where you can uh, spin and, and make a lot of noise and not really disturb anybody except the trains or the guys who are in the tow trucks over there. So <laughs> good stuff. Remind me the name of that song. It's called Only Sometimes. Only Sometimes. Annie Caps performing today, talking about her new record. We're going to talk about that a little bit more before we uh, wrap things up. Yeah. And the, al- the album is How Can I Say This? There it is on the camera. You can find that online. Website is? AnnieCaps.com. That's pretty easy. <laughs> uh, so there's some songs on here that we've discussed, you know, the, the tough subjects. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like I had a very good upbringing when I listened to My Father's House. Mm-hmm. Um kind of surprised overall that the lyrics aren't included in the record. I know that you're going to be making them available to Kickstarter contributors, right? Yeah, they're on the website. On the website, they, too, Yeah, they're all on the website. And I honestly, I was just saving money. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> the booklets can be, you know, another pricey endeavor to print out all the yeah. lyrics. And honestly, people aren't buying CDs. You know, they're streaming it. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, the lyrics are out there. Um, I... Um, yeah, I think My Father's House is an honest depiction of my experience uh, growing up in a house with um, an absent alcoholic father. I and don't like him, and I've never met him. I know. Well, here's the thing. I, I kind of, I will say this. Um, my father and I had a much better relationship later on. This was my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got other songs about my dad. You know, he... He was killed in a car accident and 20 years ago, 21 years ago now. I'm sorry to hear that. It was instant. It was sudden. And it was he was 65. And it was probably right about the time that, you know, he was chilling out a little bit. Um, he did quit drinking. Okay. He was unhappy. And he was not. I'll, I'll just let's just leave it there. And okay. the kids were. My dad's really good with adults. Not so much with the kids. Okay. And he, um, you just weren't sure which dad you were going to get. So it was easier to avoid. Okay. There was a lot of great memories with my father. This was an expression of a lot of the other memories. The memories, yeah. That lived. Yeah. And they shaped, this whole album was about me shaping, like what, the, like exploring those things. 
you know, that really do kind of inform. I didn't spend a lot of time in therapy. I call this whole thing folk therapy for a reason <laughs> because, you know, I do get a chance to kind of release some stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And it's amazing how many people can relate to that. And they even... And the, the house was... Well, not my childhood house, but my father's house was actually torn down. Hmm. And that was kind of where the idea originally came from. It was a prompt. Okay. Yeah. So. Learning is another one that doesn't paint men in a very, very good light. Oh, the men in your sorry. life, with the exception of, well, no, it's okay. It wasn't me. I know. I, I, don't I think love men. I don't think I really you feel do. that way about me. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Learning's another one. Um, yeah. I was, uh, so you mentioned the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, again, this wasn't intentional. Um, I think I, I, the evolution of that song, certainly where it lands on the album, is, you know, a young girl very young and then another one in her 20s you know just really kind of looking for love and approval and you know when you don't feel like you get it from your dad their kids with daddy issues girls particularly tend to look for it in the wrong kind of guy and um so so much of that song is still about my father and the things that impressionable young me picked up from um, witnessing and other certainly not just him I, and again I want to be really clear I don't you know my father had a lot of great qualities so um, but my mother is uh, makes an appearance in that song at the end and as I, I forgive me because you know I just did an interview right before this and so I don't want to I think I told the other guy this, but my mom was a concert pianist. She was raised in a convent, basically, and is a, you know, I call her a saint because in many, many ways she was. And my father did not treat her well. And she, you know, is the most forgiving human on the planet. So we, um, yeah, we, we forgive in my family. We don't hold those grudges. So Good. Yeah. Finally, tell me about the song "The Silent." Mm. I'm trying to figure that one out. Yeah, well, it's interesting. <laughs> Perspective-wise, some perspective-wise. Well, you know, I um, I wrote uh, that song came out of a prompt from a songwriting workshop, and it was me um, painting a picture of a woman in a clinic about to make that move to the decision to terminate a pregnancy. Um, the song doesn't have to be about that for people. And I have, you know, I I have hesitated to be very specific. I mean, to me, it's very clear, and to a lot of women, it's very clear. I've played the song for some men who didn't pick up on the subtlety of it. Um, But it's just sort of my... Um, my song for women who are facing that incredibly difficult and, you know, life-changing decision. And it's nobody's freaking business. And yet it's such a shame, shameful um, thing for women to have to bear because of the way we are it is shamed. Like, how was that for eloquent? But yeah, it is, you know, it's our bodies, damn it. I couldn't be more pro 
choice. I feel like this song speaks to people beyond that issue. At least that was my hope. Yes. Well, the whole album in general kind of made me think about a little bit of history, and I had to like look it up to get specific things right. But in 1920, the Nineteenth Amendment gave women the right to vote. 1963, Equal Pay Act was passed. In 1970, women went on strike for equality. It makes me want to talk about how 53 years later we shouldn't still be talking about mm. being equals. We're not treating each other as equals yet. Why is that happening? I mean, you're you're trying to say, hey, yeah. you know, I've been. This, right. These are my experiences with men who have treated me like shit. I can say that. It's a podcast, not sure. a radio show. I know, right? And that, oh, that, excellent. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like, why aren't we past this already? Yeah, it's a good point. So Think about all the, you know, just think, I mean, just and certainly with our, you know, our black and brown friends and our, you know, the, just the yeah. racism that still is so. Why? Yeah, why is that still here? Yeah, and I know people in this world not to go into a big old another discussion because we got to angle it but I know people that don't understand <laughs> why we can't all just get along you know and those are the folks who are it's the question of they don't understand the outrage because they don't see themselves as part of the problem and there's are white people of course and I and by that I'm you know so I'm so that's a whole different world that I have not been able to successfully navigate <laughs> in any way of songwriting. But um, that's another album. Exactly. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. we'll see. Maybe it's not mine to write. But that said, you're right. Equal. It shouldn't be. We we shouldn't be talking about laws have, that control my album. body and what I get to do with it. Yeah, yeah. This album should have been made 50 years ago, not now. Yeah. yeah we should have been. Yeah. Anyway, Andy Caps' new record. How can I say this? <laughs> we'll see the Badass Women several dates between March 9th and March 11th. If uh, well, you're listening to this, because the audio version will make its appearance before the video version uh, for yeah. f- people to hear. And then the uh, video version I'll get to uh, as quickly as possible. Okay. Thank you very much for sharing your songs and your stories with me. Thank you very much for asking. I wish you were well on the next record, which is coming out later <laughs> this year. It's like our Bam Bam record record. And uh, yeah. I appreciate your time. Yeah. Grove Studios, I appreciate them very much. I've mentioned this many times in the past. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be doing a podcast. They yeah. encouraged me to do one. I said, do we really need another music podcast? And then I started interviewing my local friends because that's all I could get at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. And it felt like home. It felt like, oh, I miss doing this in the radio world. And so yeah. I do it because I want to help. I want to make sure that I can make a difference and get people to hear music that isn't being heard anywhere else. And this is the best I can do right now. That's incredibly uh eloquent and the perfect reason for you to keep doing it and you're great at it john we really really appreciate it honestly thank you Annie. means a lot website again anycaps.com is there an annie and rod there is indeed both but now there's just an anniecaps.com. it used to be anniecaps would go to annie and rod caps now it goes to its own little page all right check out grove studios <laughs> online check out uh, more acoustic alternatives podcasts there are several coming this is the first of four being recorded in eight days so, wow yeah i'm gonna be busy Thanks for listening, and I hope you tune into the next couple.